Welcome back to Bull W to Say. We're back to talk about Marvel and Star Wars news. A lot of stuff got announced. There were some trailers that dropped, some announcements for things that are going to happen oh very far in the future, uh, like two, three years down the line. Um, we broke it down, talked about uh, the new WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, What If uh, trailers. We talked a bit about all the Star Wars stuff that got announced. Um, it's a bit of a long episode, but it's a good one. Batch, but... Yeah. Um, we have timestamps listed out down below in the description. So you can skip to whatever topic you'd like if you don't want to listen to the whole two hours and whatever minutes. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, if you like today's episode, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. We're going to be doing our VR chat Christmas episode. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a good show. going to be a fun time. Um, yeah. Uh, and with that, let's uh, let's just get into it. Yeah, let's get right into, into the, the thing. You know, you know what the thing is. First off, I don't know if you saw this one specifically because there were a lot of announcements, but um, they announced that they're doing a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, um, I saw that, MCU. and uh, I heard that uh Face was going to direct it. Yeah, John Watts. He was the guy that did the Spider-Man movies. Some people... Like, yeah. There, some people were like, all right, that's fine. Um, but there were a lot of people that are, like, really angry about it. And I guess if I understood why they hated MCU Spider-Man, I would get it. But, I mean... Marvel knows what they're doing at this point, I think, and and I don't know. It might sound like a bad argument, but I mean, I think they know what they're doing when they hire a director for a project, and I'm sure there are lots of people that the fans would have wanted to um to direct it instead. But yeah, yeah, it, it might it might it might even be better if if that person directs it. I don't I don't remember who specifically they were calling for, but. I mean, I don't Probably think it'll Taika be Waititi. bad. No, not not Taika Waititi. Um, I I don't remember who it is. But uh, anyway, my point is, I I think it'll be good. Uh, overall, it might not be perfect. Uh, it might not be as good as if they gotten what's his name to do it. But I think it'll be good. Um, especially now that it's in the hands of the MCU. It'll, at the very least, be a strong improvement over what we've gotten for Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, did you hear that before uh, Disney bought Fox, they were planning on making another Fantastic Four movie to keep the licensing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, before Disney acquired all of humanity, um, <laughs> they, like, Fox and um, and Sony... Because they were, because they had the, they bought the rights to these characters. Well, technically, Fox doesn't actually own the rights to Fantastic Four. It's licensed through a smaller studio, but that smaller studio licensed it out to Fox, and the rights would revert back to Marvel if they didn't make a movie every like five years, I think, yep. or something like that. Every five or eight years, whatever. Um, that's also the so reason that we got the Amazing Spider-Man movies because Sony didn't want the rights to go back to Marvel. 
Yeah, and you know what? The first one's good. The second one was not as bad as I remember it. I still don't like it. I especially don't like Electro in that one. He's got a cool visual design, but his whole character is just terrible for me. Oh like, yeah, I saw a um I saw th this guy on YouTube. He does this like this the series like fanboy rewrites or pre fanboy pre-writes um like certain movies. He did a a rewrite of uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. It's incredible. It's phenomenal. And his videos make me wish that the movies were like written the way that he wrote them, you know, but yeah, I'll have that linked down in the description, but let's just get into like our, our thoughts on fantastic four in the MCU. Um, I have a couple bullet points written down that I want to get into. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I think this is the opportunity to finally get Dr. Doom done right in a live action movie. Yeah, I, I'm sick of all the, the versions where he's just, like, a dude that then gets, like, magic powers, because, I mean, basically that is what happens, but he's more than just, like, oh, it's a rich scientist guy. Dr. Doom comes from a country that doesn't exist. Dr. Doom then takes over and becomes the dictator of that country. Yeah, now, I haven't seen... The, the first two I haven't seen the first two Fantastic Four movies in uh, like a couple of years probably those are right now the best representation and I have never seen Fant Four Stick but I I have like a general idea of how they did Doctor Doom in that movie and just looking Terribly. at him like I know it's bad yeah I don't know why they both of these films think this is the way to do it Doctor Doom has horrific scarring and stuff from the events that he participated in with the rest of the Fantastic Four. However, he isn't growing metal out of his fucking skin. His suit didn't meld to his body. He just looks horrible. That's why he wears the iron suit. That and also the mysticism tied to it, but like, you know, that's besides the point. Like, point is that, like, Doctor Doom is like... He's not, he's not really a mutant like the others are. Like they, they like they, they refuse to sh to do the magic shit that he knows because they're scared that it would be yeah. too, you know, off the wall. Yeah, so remind me what is it. what is his deal in the in the uh, the first two movies? In the first two movies, he's like, a I know rich he's person. like a rich guy. Yep, he gets he funds. Uh, Mr. Fantastic's uh, whole, like, project to go to, what was it? They were trying to check out Gamma Rays or something, or, like, another planet, and then they get pelted with Gamma Rays. Yeah, there were, like, some solar flares in space or something. Yeah, that's what it was. They were trying to, like, harness that energy, and, like, Doom is like, oh, that'd be a cool thing to do. Let's do it, guys. And, like, apparently he knows Reed from, uh, like college and shit and that's that's normal like reed and dr doom reed and victor have a history which is why uh it's always funny when you see dr doom just trying to do his own thing and reed richards is being the antagonizing one because <laughs> it's like yeah this, <laughs> yeah this is yeah that's what happens but uh so what happens though is uh dr doom and reed do this project together reed gets his team together which is uh 
his, Dr. Doom's girlfriend at the time, who then dumps him for Reed, which is where the villain comes from in the story. It's because he didn't get his girlfriend. In the actual comics, it's because Reed stole all of the credit. So, yeah. Dr. Doom needs some justice. But, uh... So Reed Richards then, like, you know, they're like, oh, let's let's, get, let's do it now. We have the stuff. So him, Ben Grimm's, uh, Johnny Blaze, and Susan Storm all go in the... Did I say Johnny Blaze? Johnny Storm, I'm sorry. All go and they get in the little ship and they fly up and then they get hit with the stuff. No, Dr. Doom also goes with them. No, it's Dr. Doom that proposes they go. And Reed's like, no, 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 let's not do it. So they all go anyways, though. And then they get pelted with gamma rays, and then everyone gets mutant powers. Uh, except for Doctor Doom, he thinks he's completely normal, and then he looks at his hand, and his bones are now metal. And then his skin starts to become metal, and then he just he just looks like a guy covered in magnets by the end of the movie. So he gives himself the Doctor Doom outfit, and it looks pretty cool. And then they meld it to his skin. Yeah. So what? So this, then, like, what are like his powers in that movie? In the movie, because of the gamma rays, he's got metal skin and the ability to shoot lightning bolts. In the comics, he's got gross melted skin and he knows magic. Yeah. So, yeah, you tell me which one. That's a uh, weird thing. That's a weird, like, that's a weird thing to change, I think. I mean, I understand if they didn't want to, like, bring in mysticism and shit, but, like, why make him grow metal? He didn't do yeah. that. He just got horrifically scarred. Yeah, I don't even know if that, like, I don't even know if that streamlines his origin or, like, his, his powers or anything. Like, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't make it any more or less convoluted. But it just makes it more weird. And then there's Fanforstic, which just decided that they left Doom in another dimension and his suit became his body. Yeah, his suit, it looks like he's it covered melded in with his flesh. He looks like <laughs> he's horrifying. He looks like he's entirely coated in like that shit that the guy from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs sprayed on his feet. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly he's what he covered, looks like. He's covered. He's covered in in spray, spray on, on shoes. shoes. <laughs> Alright, I I loaded up Dr. Doom. Let's see what his uh his abilities are. Uh genius level intellect and psionics, so telepathy, uh, technopathy, mind transfers, telekinesis, power negation, uh energy absorption, uh and projection, teleportation, demonic summoning via dark mysticism. So he does have some powers. I, I, I was, uh, I forgot. He does have energy absorption and shit like that. Which I think he got from his, uh, his And this thing. is in the comics? But like, all, yeah, but all of his, like, superhuman abilities and shit is from his armor. Like, the ability to fly, yeah. the force fields. Hold on, he, has, his fucking, he can fly? Yeah, he can fly. They fly now? He has been able to fly. They fly now. Oh, I love this. They, on his thing for his abilities, the bottom one is diplomatic immunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Doom has diplomatic immunity. Oh, god damn yeah. it. But now I'm really excited to see, like, I guess, like, a, a, tr a, a truer adaptation, I guess, of the character in the MCU. 
Yeah. Because I think I think they I think the writers at Marvel are better than are are better than than that. Like they're better than just changing it so he has metal skin and he was left in space for too long. Like it like they're better than that. And I think they know what to uh what to keep from the comics and what to like get rid of if anything. Uh yeah. So yeah, I just but, uh, I, I feel like Doom oh, is like goofier than any of the movies have let on also. Because oh, yeah, like no, I know you, you've talked about this before. Very... I don't know if you've talked about it on the show, but like Latveria, the uh, the country that that Doom is like the the king of, he, like they love him because he just runs the country right, and they have like parades yeah. for him and shit, and he's like the only benevolent dictator. Every Friday is Doomsday. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to see that goofiness brought to the movies, you know. Yeah, no, he's he's still an evil guy. Like, he still hates everyone but his country. Like, he's very nationalist in his mindset. Yeah, so it's but like he's super I hate great you, when it comes to But if you're from people. where I'm from, then you're cool, and I love you, and I want you to be taken care of. Yeah, but if not, he's a fuck very you. good leader. <laughs> now here we go, though. Like, if you're this not is, from the country that I rule, like literally, kill yourself. You're useless. What do you? What do I need you for? Here is uh, Dr. Doom's origin story. I found it on Wikipedia. Uh, once in the United States, Victor, fe- uh, Victor met his fellow student and future rival, Reed Richards, who was intended to be his roommate, but Doom disliked him and asked for another roommate. After a time, Victor constructed a machine intended to communicate with the dead, specifically his mother, also his mom's dead. Uh... What was it? Through Richards, uh, though Richards tried to warn him about a flaw in the machine, seeing his calculations were a few decimals off, Victor continued on the disastrous results. The machine violently uh, failing with the resulting explosion seemingly severely damaging his face. It was later revealed that Ben Grimm, uh, a friend of Richards who despised Victor for his superior attitude, tampered with the machine. He would later blame himself for Doom's initial fall to villainy and rise to power, but uh, never revealed this information to anyone. Uh, expelled after the incident, Victor traveled the world until he collapsed on a Tiberian mountainside, rescued uh, Tibetan mountainside, and was rescued by a clan of monks. Victor quickly mastered the monks' uh, discipline as well as the monks themselves. He forged himself a suit of armor complete with an iron mask, but the mask had finished cooling. Uh, but before the mask had finished cooling, he put it on his face, uh, permanently bonding it to his skin. So I guess the mask that that does happen. I forgot about that. He does get his mask bonded to his skin. Is that even how that works? It like the skin melts to it and shit. It's hot metal. I mean, he's magic, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't question comic book physics. Uh, as Doctor Doom, he would go on to menace those he felt responsible for his accident. Uh, he succeeds in leading a revolution to take over Latveria from the Baron, taking an interest in the welfare of the Roma. Which is, I, I think that's the people of Latveria, to be honest. Uh, he captures Invisible Girl and holds her hostage. Uh, and they have to travel back in time to steal the Enchanted Treasure. Okay, this is just getting ridiculous. Yeah. Let's hope they don't do that. But, yeah. uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, no, Doctor Doom's origin story, the closest anyone's ever gotten to it is the first film. And that's just because they have Doctor Doom get his armor and, like, you know, it bonds to him, which I completely it's, forgot about. I thought that didn't happen. It's screen accurate. I mean, that's yeah, going to no, count for something, but Dr. that's Doom's the only thing it has going for it. Nice. Yeah. And then there's the sequel in which, like, he takes it off because the Silver Surfer healed him. Oh, I forgot about that. Which is weird. Why does the Silver Surfer heal him? Or just the, I don't or remember. I don't remember energy. anything about that movie other than like Galactus being a weird cloud and Silver Surfer is just there, and then he gets captured by the government somehow. Yeah, because uh, the Doctor Doom devises a plan to steal the surfboard. Yeah. But anyway, when they make the. Uh, when they make the, uh, the the Fantastic Four in the MCU. You better have mysticism and not fucking stupid like yeah. powers. Yeah, I want it to like, be like truer to the to the source material. Doctor Doom is just a uh a wizard that's specked into heavy armor. Fucking give me that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see any more like he's actually a mutant with this kind of power. No. Yeah, all you that they had to do was Dr. just Doom. do the thing that was already written out decades ago. Yeah, like, it still fits with his origin story. Like, oh, hey, we, we fucked with Dr. Doom. Like, you can still have it without sending him to fucking space. Like, I get that's what yeah. the film backstory is. I really hope they don't do that, because, you know? Yeah, now, dumb. when they make the movie, though, I don't, like... I don't think they've released much information on it other than the director that it exists and, you know, that they're going to release it sometime in the next few years. But, um, yeah. So that leaves, a, that leaves a lot of room open for speculation. So, um, like just, I'm, I'm wondering like what era it'll take place in because they have an opportunity to have like, I, and this isn't like an original thing from me, but I've seen people talking about this online, how like they should have the first movie be set in the sixties. Like when the, uh, when the, when the uh, original comics were like first released. Cause like, yeah. that's really like their, like that's their era, you know, make it kind of oh, yeah. like the Incredibles, how the Incredibles was set in like the forties and then the sixties, like in that, in that timeline. Or like the 30s and the 50s, I don't remember. The only problem, though, is uh, is because uh, of how the, the Marvel timeline, living timeline works, is it might be difficult for them to do that just because Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom are still very prominent characters in current Marvel. Yeah, Like, well, they still team up that's with, what like, I'm gonna, Doctor Strange yeah, and shit. Yeah, I'm gonna get to that. So, the, the, uh, the idea that I've seen is that you make the first movie set in the 60s, and then have them go into space to fight whatever Galactus or, or, or whatever space villain, right? Yeah. And through some, like, time dilation or whatever, uh, or, or something, something basically makes them, like, let's just say it's time dilation, all right? So they go in and they go into deep space to fight whatever, you know, galactic threat, and they come back, and through time dilation, what felt like a week to them was like 
50 years of our time. Or 60 years of our time. <laughs> and then that that opened like that opens now the door have to, to buy like back the Baxter building. And that's the whole movie. <laughs> yes. It's, it's what the if five the back, of them, what if, Dr. Doom's helping out. They have to buy back the if, Baxter building. <laughs> what they have to do they have to do a car wash to raise money to buy back the Baxter building. No, what if um the Baxter building after the Fantastic Four left, that got acquired by a certain billionaire, right? You see where I'm going with this? Like and Tony it got Stark converted into Stark Tower. Oh, no. And then the Fantastic to... Four come back <laughs> in 2017, you know, when Spider-Man Homecoming takes place. Yeah. And then that's why they're moving all the shit out of Stark Tower. You know, that's yeah, why they're selling Stark cool. Tower. Because the Fantastic Four are back, and they're like, "We want our, we want our ship back, and we're gonna, we're gonna buy it back with our space money, and <laughs> space money." Yeah, I got you space know, that could be bucks, like an, a little, it can be a little retcon that they do, kind of like how they made the kid from Iron Man Two be Peter Parker. Yeah. No, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So that that. That allows the the writers to make the Fantastic Four both uh, a sixties sort of you know franchise and still keep it in the modern day. You know, kind of like what they did with Captain America. Yeah. Um, how like originally he was a nineteen forties comic book character, and then like in the comics they retconned it so like oh he was frozen and then he wakes up in the sixties and then they just. They just keep adjusting when he woke up until the MCU yeah. comes along and he woke up in 2011. Yeah, they keep changing it. I, that's one thing I love about the living timeline is only one character's backstory still is the same. Everyone else has like a made up war now and all this other shit. Well, yeah, because he has because Captain America has this nice chunk of time that it doesn't matter how long it takes because he isn't doing anything. He's not aging. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's he's frozen in the ice. Yeah, because it's not like there was a period of time after the Vietnam War that Iron Man just took an ice bath and didn't age for 50 years. Yeah, no, Punisher never just fell on the ice during Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. So they, they changed it. They have a made-up war now called, like, the, uh, the Niang Kong War or some shit like that. Yeah, I saw that. And you know what? Like... It's it's kind of funny that they had to invent a war because their timeline's getting so stretched out and they don't want to replace the characters. But you know, I kind of like that they're doing that just so they can keep them. <laughs> just because yeah, it's I like, don't know why they don't a just war crime so our characters don't not exist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm assuming that the plan is to have that war, just like you know, they're they're, they're gonna keep that piece of like lore like in the timeline for like decades to come i guess i'm guessing that's the plan otherwise why not just make it like the afghanistan war or any of the 12 wars going on in the middle east well that's the thing they thought about doing that like punisher they changed it over to afghanistan war but like the whole thing about the punisher too political. Is that, like it's too political what? it's too political well, not that it's too political it's just that the punisher's whole backstory Keep is kind of like politics out of my comics down <laughs> okay, I want my story about this billionaire who uses his money to fight crime. I want politics out of it. Okay, I want politics out of my Captain America comics. 
Uh, no, but like, please do not make Captain America political. Okay. I just oh want to see God. him punch Nazis. All right. No politics. No politics. <laughs> I like how Captain America is definitely Antifa, but everyone's just like, no, Antifa are Nazis. It's like, it's not even a group of people. Like well, saying that or I mean there's like, multiple ways to to dispute that. You could say um Antifa isn't an organization. It's like yeah. a general set of opinions that you can hold. And also Nazis are the guys that Antifa is trying to fight. That's like saying I like the Daleks is a Nazi organization. You're just saying an opinion is a is an organization. I like gnomes, therefore I'm clearly a subset of the KKK. I don't believe in fascism. Therefore, I am a Nazi, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. So stupid. Yeah, back anyway, to comics. Yeah. I want to... I want to know if they're going to, like, get into, like, how actually crazy Reed Richards is. In I the, hope they uh, do, because the, he's the, actually the a Yeah. Like, his general... Like his general character, like his whole thing is that he is always like one bad incident away from being a maniacal dictator. Yeah, there's there's future foundation where he does become a maniacal dictator. Yeah, like think of I forget, like, like what the reason Injustice for it Superman. is, but it's just like what? Think of like Injustice Superman, but like that's just him as a person. You know, they didn't yeah. have to change anything about the lore. That's just who he is. Yeah. No, like, fucking Reed Richards is is the worst, and I really hope they showcase that. Because, like, again... Like, yeah. He, I like, they always paint Doctor Doom as, like, the bad guy because he's got a superiority complex. But, like, let's just remember, who's focusing on running a nation and who's sending crazy people to attack him all the time? Yeah. That's just true. I want to point that out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I Dr. know in the Doom comics. never fights anyone else, only fights Reed Richards. And I think it's because he thinks he's a threat to national security. <laughs> I know in the comics, there's like a council of Reeds. Oh, very yeah. similar to like the Citadel of Ricks from Rick and Morty. Um, yeah. Both the both of those are things that you have to have a completely uh, very, very, very high IQ to understand. To be fair, it takes a very high <laughs> IQ to understand Fantastic Four. Oh, no, yeah. I know it's a long shot, but I really want to see that adapted to the MCU. The uh, the the Council of Reeds. Yes, I want to see crazy shit like that, and like uh, I'm glad that that's the direction that they're going in, just in general with the MCU. I I don't think I've seen the Council of Reeds in their in their glory. You haven't you haven't seen the Council of Reeds. I don't think I have one. Let me look it. Let me look this up. Well, like you have heard of it, right? Yeah, it's like, hold on. Okay, yeah, I have seen this. <laughs> that just looks so fucking ridiculous. Oh goddamn! I Reed love Richards all the alternate universe Reed Richards's. I think my favorite one is just the fucking guy that just looks like he's drunk. Look at this. They all have like infinity. There's one that's made now. of rocks. Yeah, that's the that's the one that got uh, Ben Grimmed. He became the thing instead. Oh, side note. Um, I saw this on. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. 
uh, I saw that you that you liked on Twitter. Novacore. They need yeah. to they need to cast Brandon Routh as Reed Richards. That's that's yes. the, that's a rule. That's a law that I am putting into place right now. They have to do it. Brandon Routh for the listeners that uh, if you don't know who he is, he's the guy that played Superman in Superman Returns, and he was in Scott Pilgrim versus the World. He was the uh, the vegan one, I think. Yeah, the one that has superpowers. Yeah, because <laughs> he's vegan. Um. Yeah, I'll have a link to the uh, to the tweet uh, talking about that in the in the description, just so you can see for yourself, like how perfect of a casting choice that would be. I just want to point out, I love the fact that the idea of the Council of Reeds is that they're just Reed Richards, but as different characters throughout the series. Like this is Reed Richards as Doctor Strange. Well, it's like alternate timeline Reed Richards is. Yeah. My favorite one, though, has to be uh, Reed Richards, but he's Iron Man. It's like, because you know, it's going to be I like gotta see that. Elon Musk as Iron Man. It's in, the, it's in the picture where the guy's like, this is a good place made by great men. And they're all fucking Reed Richards. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like, see. Where's the Iron Man one? He's right next to the Silver Surfer one, because, you know, Reed Richards... He's the Herald of Galactus somewhere. I like the Professor X one too. Yeah, I feel like he might be the only humble one. Okay, I'll I'll have a link to the uh, to the wiki page about the Council Thor. of Reeds in the description. <laughs> Hold on, is is Asgardian Reed Richards still Reed Richards, or does he have like a Viking name? There's a Cable one. Oh my god! Oh wow! I love it. I just I love it so much and I really want them to do that in the movies. I I desperately want the like cuz I feel like the Fantastic 4 movies have to be that weird or else it oh, just yeah. doesn't make sense, right? Yeah. It has to be absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Now I know a lot of people compare Tony Stark to Elon Musk, but Reed Richards is the real Elon is Musk. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no. It, yeah, he's, he's the real Elon like- Musk clone. He'd be like Jeff Bezos. You remember when he got those robot arms? Jeff, okay, Jeff Bezos is Doc Ock, and um, Elon Musk is Reed Richards. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> Elon Musk would be the guy to just casually stroll out to his next, like, you know, his next Tesla event or his next SpaceX event. Just casually wearing an infinity gauntlet and you'd be like oh what this oh yeah yeah no yeah, biggie I just have one elon huh there's just this i typed in elon musk reed richards and uh the first thing i see is mr fantastic proves he's a bitch boy okay i gotta <laughs> see this oh i know it says it no it's fuck boy never mind it's a different thing Still, though, not at all wrong. Fuck Reed Richards. It's horrible. Yeah. People are also saying John Krasinski uh, should be Mr. Fantastic. Um, I agreed with that for a while uh, until I saw Brandon Routh. Yeah, because he just looks so familiar. Not familiar, but so similar. Yeah, like like, uh, John Krasinski, the guy that plays Jim from The Office, um... And he's also in the CIA propaganda movies on Amazon. 
Yeah. Uh, he like he he looks like he would make a good he, he looks like he would make a good Reed Richards. Brandon Routh would make a perfect Reed Richards. Yeah, I'm seeing John Krasinski. I'm I'm not a big fan. He'd probably make a good Reed Richards if it was like Yeah. One of the the later incarnations where he's got a shitty beard. If he was like a young hunk, Reed Richards, you know, like what they tried to do with Fant Forstick. Yeah, that's the thing. Mr. Fantastic isn't isn't supposed to be attractive. He's supposed to be fucking horrible. Yeah. No offense to Brandon Routh. Well, I feel like John Krasinski. Just like Reed Richards. John Krasinski Again. could. John Krasinski is good at playing off the whole like, hey, I'm so cool, but secretly I'm evil and, and dark inside. Yeah. Like IRL in real life. IRL in real life. Yeah. Do you know you know about the whole like some the uh, some good news thing that he did? Uh no, what did he do? So this was like this must have been like April ish. It was like it was during like the the height of the pandemic, you know, like March, April, May around then. I don't know if it was at the start, but it was like soon after the start of the pandemic. Anyway, he started this YouTube channel called Some Good News. Um, kind of a actually it was it was a ripoff of another guy on YouTube, the uh, the Some News guy. He did a segment called Some Good News. Um, uh, I digress. I'll have a video about that in the description. But yeah, he did this whole YouTube channel. That was like, hey, look at all these good things that are happening. Look, puppies and kittens and and babies and stuff. Look, at there's good in the world. And like there's like in this video that I'll have linked in the description, uh, Cody Johnson, I believe the guy that the uh, some news guy, he breaks down like why like that was like bad. But also it was a grift. Um like whether or not you think the whole some good news concept is good because you can argue that it's like, hey, pacifying the masses isn't good when there's like real oppression going on. But anyway, like it was a total grift. It was all so he could like make money like because it got popular. Right. A lot of people were watching oh, yeah. it because it was like, yeah, people wanted to hear good things. The masses wanted to be pacified. And yeah. And this got like corporate attention and then he ended up just selling out. He sold the rights to it to some, uh, to some big yeah, like media company. V something. Hold on. Let me check that again. He sold the rights to on where was it? He sold it to Vsauce. He sold it to Vsauce. No, he sold it to. Hey, Vsauce. John CBS. Krasinski here. Who did he, he sell it to? Viacom. Viacom. Uh, Viacom. That's what I was thinking. When you said something with a V, that was the only V name I could think of. Yeah, you went to Vsauce, Michael. That wasn't the only V name you could <laughs> think of. Don't kid yourself. But anyway, John Krasinski grifts aside. Um, my personal frustrations with him aside. Um, yeah, the last thing that I wanted to bring up with the Fantastic he Four be movie. Doctor Doom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um <laughs> Now, the last thing I want to bring up with the Fantastic Four uh, segment is um, Galactus, because oh, yeah. obviously we have gotten Galactus before, not in the MCU. Uh, we got a, a live action Galactus in name only uh, with 
the with Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um, that is the movie in which he was famously turned into a menacing cloud, much yeah. like much like the bad guy from Green Lantern, I believe. Yeah. For some uh, reason, that Green era just had Paralyze. an obsession. Yeah, for some reason that era just had an obsession with turning um with turning classic comic book villains into clouds. It wasn't for an some obsession. Reason. It was a fear. <laughs> People were just really afraid of the weather back then, I guess. They ju- they were just built different. They were built different. Yes. Um but no, just like uh, just like Dr. Doom and Reed Richards, like there's a strong opportunity here to actually do Galactus right. And oh, I'm yeah. Really just make him a that. big purple guy that eats planets. How hard is that? Yeah. Shit, no, I was... Marvel did Galactus better. Not Marvel. Fortnite did Galactus yeah. better than Marvel has. <laughs> How can Fortnite do... First of all, Fortnite bad. Oh I will my accept my medal um, in the mail. I will accept um, my medal in the mail. But yeah, like Fortnite did no, Galactus like real, though, better Fortnite, than though. any movie like, has up to this point. It's not just Galactus they did better too. Like they even like when you compare the characters that they had in the video game that they made, the Marvel video game, compare those guys oh, to yeah. the counterparts. Yeah, we were talking in about Fortnite. this. Yeah, we were like, talking which about one this. Looks good. How like the the character designs and just like I guess the general overall like art design character rendering everything just looks so much better in Fortnite than in marvel's avengers for some reason like i mean obviously we know the reason the reason is that it's a more stylized art style and um yeah and it it, it fits a comic book yeah it's just like how games that were released 15 20 years ago um as if they were cell shaded it still holds up to this day like look at ultimate spider-man on like the ps2 right yeah look at that game that game has a comic book aesthetic it's stylized it's cell shaded playing it now like playing it on like a ps2 emulator now um the only thing that would give it away, like the only dead giveaway that it's an old game, like that it's an old PS2 game, is just the aspect ratio. If it was like widescreen, maybe higher like resolution instead of, you know, instead of rendering at 480p like uh, like PS2 games do, I believe. Um, if you just had it rendering at 1080p widescreen, it would hold up. It would look like... Amazing. Just it would look just as good as a, a game released today, like like with the with the same art style. Yeah, and it's all because they knew what they were doing. Like you can compare that to like Spider Man PS4. Like, I mean, it's it's kind of comparing apples to oranges because it's different art styles. But it's like you could see these games being released like around this like in the same era. Like I guess you know. Yeah, no, um, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, hold on just a second. I'm getting food dropped off. Oh, lucky. Well, hello, listeners. This is now the Jerry Mafoof's segment of the podcast. Currently, I am painting stuff digitally. Uh, not art stuff related. It's it's, it's for uh, side projects I like to do. Where I just like get onto that Hero Forge website and build them. But uh, it, it's a calming thing. You know, it just like it just gives me my hand something to do while we're doing this. But uh. 
if you all want to see artwork of mine, you can hit me up at Jerry Mafus Art on Twitter. Occasionally, I post my drawings. I usually take about 15 to 20 minutes on them. Uh, I'm a very impatient person when it comes to it, so don't expect high quality. But if you're just curious as to see what, what machinations a mind divine as mine can come up with, totally, you should go and check it out. Or else. But anyway, back to the, to the conversation at hand here. Uh, I will be putting up ideas to Alex for shirt designs, if any of you are curious for that. And uh, I promise you they'll be absolutely horrifying, as is required for the things that I create for you, you dirty savages. I love you all. Mwah. But in all seriousness, like, would you guys, like, buy shirts from us? I think it'd be kind of cool to, like, actually make merch and stuff, but, you know... I don't want to get in on a thing that won't yield any results, but makes me do all the work. That's not fun time for Jerry. Jerry likes his fun time. That's a good color. Nice. Hey, I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. My mom ordered steak and shake and got it sent to my apartment. Oh, fuck yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's very nice of you. Steak and Shake what? is is pretty good. I recommend it for the for the price. The burgers are very good. Yeah, I've never I've never had Steak and Shake. Maybe if I ever visit you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. She got me a. If ever get around to having too. a to having a visit. Yeah, let's do it. They're actually like steak burgers, hence the name Steak and Shake. So like yeah, they're 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 like. Very above average burgers. These burgers, they would be average if they weren't so great. Like, just the fact that they're steak burgers makes them better than a lot of, like, regular restaurant burgers, in my opinion. I get that feeling. No, I agree with you. I have a, I have a very particular... Oh, I think this like, is banana. Taste in burgers. Banana? Banana shake. Oh, funky. I'm... They're huh. so good. Banana shakes. I are usually like, get like strawberry or chocolate. Mostly banana vanilla. shakes. I like vanilla. They have them at Jomo's. Um, pretty good there. Hmm. I might try it then at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. they're one of my favorites. But anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were talking about Galactus. Um. Yeah. So I think that there's an opportunity now to do galactus justice and i so as i was saying before like talking about like the timeline setting the first movie in the 60s having them go out go off into space whatever at that yeah. point that that could be used as an opportunity to introduce galactus as like a looming threat as just something that's out there that could become like a real threat down the line and then that that could be like the next Thanos that they build up to. You know, yeah. kind of like how they had Thanos in the first Avengers movie. Then they had him in Guardians of the Galaxy for a little bit. They can do the same thing with Galactus. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be too hard either. It's like, I mean, 
I just had an idea, and it's pretty out there. Galactus, though. Okay, what's your idea? So I wanted to bring this up later, um, after we got in, or like once we get into the uh, the the new trailers for the for the Disney Plus Marvel shows. Um, So obviously, Loki is set in. uh, I'll just do like a condensed version of what I want to get into later. So Loki, we know that's in an alternate timeline, right? And we know that uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's in the main continuity. That's like post endgame. Um, WandaVision, I want to get into that when we get when we talk about WandaVision. I think there's a there's a possibility that that's um, that that's going to be set in some kind of alternate timeline or like pocket dimension or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm leaning towards maybe an alternate timeline, but I'll get into why later, but we could establish Galactus like in fantastic four. And then we could say like possibly, and I know this is out there. We could say like maybe Galactus just eats these alternate earths, you know? And then they somehow find out about it. Right. In the main continuity and they're like, well, this guy is a this guy is a real threat. We gotta, we gotta do another Infinity War. We must become Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Imagine if that's what he said. He didn't say Avengers Assemble. It was all a dream. The power Ooh, is inside you to become Spider-Man: Far From Home. I okay. I want to. I don't want to go on a rant about this because I'm being sick of it. Why do people hate that movie? Because it's different, I guess. That movie is amazing. I understand the hate for Mysterio if you don't like the scene where he goes absolutely ham. But I feel like they did that on purpose just because Mysterio is such a shitty villain. And I love that. Well, he's a drama queen. I'm sick. Yeah, he's he is. Mysterio's whole thing. Quentin Beck is a piece of shit. That's why he's a bad guy. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think people just don't like the whole, like, Iron Boy Jr. thing. Yeah. I don't get that either. Like, what? It's okay for uh, Spider-Man to be inspired by Captain America, but if you do it slightly different in a new timeline, it makes no sense. I mean, I kind of, like, I understand where they're coming from, but I feel like it was necessary in the narrative to have him be, like, to have Iron Man as his mentor, you know? I'm just saying, though, I mean, it, makes it doesn't have to be Iron to Man me. specifically, but he does. It, it makes sense to have him have some sort of mentor in the MCU, right? Because, yeah. You know, like, okay, like, out, out of universe, out. out of universe, like movie wise, you're bringing this character that has been established two times um, in their own. Uh, separate Sony continuities, right? Their own separate Sony yeah. franchises. And you're bringing the them Sony into the verse. MCU, this heavily established uh, universe and timeline and everything. You know, it, it makes sense to have him be like ushered in by someone, by like the guy that started it all, you know? I mean, it makes sense just in like a logical standpoint too. Like this is a kid, like, who has superpowers and lives in a universe where people with superpowers are commonplace and they see them all the time. Of course, he's going to want to be like 
he's of course he's gonna idolize them and he's gonna want to be part of them yeah when the opportunity comes for one of them to teach him stuff he's gonna jump right the fuck on board oh yeah in universe in universe it makes sense because in sam raimi's universe you know or in the mark webb movies the amazing spider-man movies he's the only one if there was some other already established superhero figure, wouldn't it make sense for Peter to want to like learn from them yeah. and then maybe go off on his own and be independent? But no, 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 no. Peter Parker needs to be completely independent from everyone. Like he was in the comics. Well, hold on. But no, he's Iron Boy. Amazing Spider-Man number one. Amazing Spider-Man number one from like 1964 or whenever it came out. That was that depicted Spider-Man going to the Baxter building and trying to get a job with the Fantastic Four. So I think it can be forgiven to have yeah. Spider-Man want to have a mentor, especially when he's still 15 years old. No, Alex, it doesn't make any sense because he's Spider-Man and Spider-Man needs to be alone in the Spider-Man movie. You know, it makes sense for every other Avenger to, to like be on their own as much as they are you know except for like the big team ups hulk he is all set all right his powers are very straightforward he gets angry he gets he hulks out doesn't he prefers to, that it doesn't happen right but he's like yeah. an adult he knows what he's doing thor he's been alive for 1500 years he's like his he is in his his own pantheon Hawkeye. I mean, who would want to oh, hold on? My mom's calling just a second. All right. Hello, listeners. It is good to see you all here again. Back for another one of Jerry's Corners. Uh, right now, I'm going back onto Google to continue painting miniatures while we wait for Alex. I usually do this in the real world, but since I'm currently filming, I'll just have to do the digital stuff to get blueprints made. It's fun. If you're into that sort of thing. Preferably, though, you'd need to put, like, a lot of money into it to actually get it right. But this Hero Forge website's pretty neat, because you can, like, do some advanced posing and shit. So you don't have to worry about things not fitting in right. I think that's pretty neat. There we go. But yeah, so outside of the podcast, this is one of the many things I do. Some of the arts and crafts stuff. And speaking of arts and crafts, again, follow me on Jerry Mafoof's Art on Twitter. I will be posting images of my 15 to 20 minute artwork. Which I do because I'm impatient. It doesn't look as good as other art, but, you know, there's a certain charm to it. If you're into that kind of thing. Also follow Alex's social media accounts. I don't know what they are. I think they're, they're his name. You'll probably put them in the description. You should look there. But yes, painting is a passion and it is fun. Well, if you don't mind getting your fingertips dirty. And by dirty, I mean coated in fucking rainbows. But, you know. Not every hobby's as clean as the other. Hey, I'm back. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. So, yeah. Anyway, we were talking about um, 
Spider-Man and him having a mentor. Yeah. And how, like, nerds are being stupid about him complaining. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I feel like we've made our point. Um, so let's move on to the uh, the WandaVision trailer. Because yes. there's a lot of exciting stuff in that. A lot of mysteries. A lot of stuff that we don't quite know about yet. Um, yeah. So first of all, uh, like I uh, mentioned a minute ago, uh, it's possible that it could be an alternate timeline. Um, I personally think that there's a greater than zero chance that it could be its own alternate timeline because specifically um, the, uh, the when, when the Mind Stone is destroyed in Infinity War, um, Thanos uses the Time Stone to reverse that and then he just takes it himself. Yeah. Now, Doctor Strange, the movie Doctor Strange, uh, alludes to the time stone, like, if it's not used properly, creating, like, branching timelines and, like, and and then, and, and, like, loops and stuff. When, uh, when Doctor Strange is, things. yeah, when Doctor Strange is, like, using it on that apple and then it goes all fucky and, and, and Mordo is like, bro, what are you doing? I think, Thanos knows about the Infinity Stones, but I don't think he knows how to use them. What they do. He doesn't know what they do. Yeah. And he doesn't know the ramifications like long term or like any of the side effects. He knows they can be used to to destroy things when he snaps his fingers. He knows they exist. He knows where they are. That's the extent of his knowledge. So it's entirely possible that that event created a branching timeline where the Mind Stone is destroyed. Who knows what happens to Thanos in that event? But, yeah, I mean, because we see in... And I, this idea is not fleshed out, to be clear. This idea is not fleshed out at all. But, yeah, in the WandaVision trailer, the uh, the second official trailer that they put out, that you see like a little clip of like the Mind Stone when it's being destroyed in Infinity War as like, I guess, like yeah. one of her like visions or whatever. No pun intended. Um, so. It could it be possible that the entirety of Wanda or well, no, because that, that wouldn't make sense. I was going to say, could it be possible that the entirety of WandaVision, like the dream stuff happens like during that time that she's destroying the infinity stone, you know, cause it's like the thing yeah. that gave her her powers and she's also like destroying it and everything. It, like, you know how like, Oh, my life flashed before my eyes, something like that. But no, we see yeah. that she's being held in some facility. So I don't, I don't know if that would tie. Like, I don't know if that would make sense, but that's just an idea that I'm throwing out there. Alternate timeline. Maybe perhaps, <laughs> And I get what you mean, man. I think they're going to do something similar to that. I th personally, what I think is going to happen is uh, it's going to be like uh, like like the House of M thing where she just makes her own timeline. And like the whole thing is like, hey, uh, let me die, please. I get I get that you like me at all, but you got to move on. Yeah. I think that's what they're going to go with this one. It does seem exciting, though. 
to actually like I, I think they might do what they did in the comics and bring Vision back as a different character also. Because after yeah. he, he's killed in the comics, there's just this gray version of him that shows up who's just like completely different. Yeah, he's like emotionless now, I think. Like yeah. when he becomes gray vision. Um yeah, that's the thing that I had written down. Does Vision have a soul? To what extent is Vision alive? Does like when he dies, does he turn into a ghost? Or is it just like deleting a computer program? Probably a little bit of both. <laughs> because I think it's also possible, or maybe it's just implied, um, that his essence is somehow transferred into Wanda's psyche when she destroys the Mind Stone. Yeah. Kind of similar to like a Horcrux, you know? Kind of like how Voldemort was living in, in Harry's head rent-free for like 10 years. <laughs> or like, you put it well, like, like, like 16 years. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, something something like that. Man, there are people on Twitter really letting others live in their head like Voldemort rent free. Uh, I, I have a lot of questions, like most people do, after watching the WandaVision trailer. Like, yeah. first of all, who is Catherine Hunt's character? Who's the who's the lady? You know, the the one the one that's like, oh, what are you doing here living all alone? the one that is in the first trailer she was like dressed as a witch I, I i'm sure you know who i'm talking about yeah yeah the one that's like well, you're dead <laughs> um that one yeah i you're really want to know <laughs> yeah when she was talking to vision in the first trailer um yeah. no i want to know what her deal is like i'm very curious like ish. Of it, she's just a bitch. <laughs> well, I really want to know if she's like a figment. Like, is she like a construct of like a piece of Wanda's mind? Like, is she like a representation of like her self doubt or something? Is she someone that's like sent in from the outside, or is she just a supernatural she's entity? The Nega witch. <laughs> she's the nega witch she shows up she's like the scarlet witch but evil because like she has like evil vibes but she also has like hey i'm trapped here too vibes yeah it is definitely a bizarre situation yeah and um and it does seem like they're putting people in from the outside world i because monica rambeau the uh, the little girl from captain marvel yeah. Um, like her, like grown up, she's in what the uh, the second trailer. She's the one that's like where where Wanda's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I don't know." I guess uh, I've been I seeing people know. saying that that's her. That's Monica Rambeau. So I don't know why they're sending hmm. her in specifically, but it seems like she's being shits sent in from the outside. What? They're just sending people in for shits and giggles. <laughs> Like fuck it, send her and let's see what happens. It was take your daughter to work day, and <laughs> it went horribly like, wrong. <laughs> hey kid, do you want to see a top secret project we're working on? Then they just push her in. <laughs> <laughs> they push her into the like the portal or whatever they have open. 
Oh god, that's horrible. I love it. Yeah. Now speaking of outside contact though, like you see in the trailer, like they're trying to like get get through to her and like it manifests as them like talking on a radio. Yeah. I wonder what so, that's yeah. gonna be about. Yeah, this entire segment is just to be clear, this entire segment is just us saying, like, oh, I wonder what that is. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the next episode of Bold Year to Say. I wonder what that is. Hey, that's a that looks important. I wonder what it is. That looks important. Me's wonder what that gonna be. Ah, it's an alien. But uh, no, it looks like it's uh, I I really think it's gonna be like a House of M kind of thing where she's like has a mental breakdown and just kind of. Goes into her own little place. And yeah. Just trying to pull her out of it. I think the structure of the first season is going to go a little something like this, where each episode or maybe every two episodes or something is like its own era. Like the first episode, maybe the first two, depending on how many like eras that they do. Um, yeah. So like the first episode or first two episodes is like the like the the 50s era sitcom. Where it's like the like the I love Lucy era. Yeah. And then it'll move on to like the 70s, like all in the family um kind of uh aesthetic. Then it goes on to like yeah. the like the 80s Roseanne and then 90s Roseanne. And then at the end of the first season, it looks like like just just judging from the trailer, it looks like the first season is gonna end like the last episode is going to be them breaking out or like the maybe the end of the second to last episode is like Wanda like breaking out or somehow Wanda and Vision like escaping however they do it whether it's like Vision like inside of her head like his essence or whatever either way it's going to be Wanda escaping from like whatever like Vision like Vision no pun intended uh like dream world or simulation or whatever she's trapped in and like fighting against whoever's keeping her captive. That's yeah. how they're going to end the first season. Yeah. And then they're, they're probably going to have her be do. in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Like that's probably going to be the direct follow up. Yeah. Not with how the things are going. Because isn't she confirmed to be in it though? In Multiverse? I, I think I saw that somewhere. I saw like someone just talking about how like. On like on on YouTube or something, I saw someone talking about how like I guess it's confirmed that Multiverse of Madness and WandaVision tie into each other, which yeah, I mean it's that's been assumed for a year at this point. It's been assumed forever. What are you talking about? You just yeah, like, figured like, that out. So, um, anyway, the next trailer that they put out is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, that's coming which looks by the great. way. Yeah, by the way, WandaVision is, I forgot to mention, it's coming out January 15th of this next year. So, like, a month from the day that we're recording. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, it's very coming up very soon. I'm very excited. Um, And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks like it's going to, like, if they do, it like, a weekly thing, like, with the Mandalorian, uh, it's going to, like, WandaVision's going to end, and then immediately Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to start. So not going to be like there's not going to be like a huge gap between marvel like things luckily get a constant stream it looks like um 
so yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that's coming out in March of 2021. So first of all, it opens with talking about Cap's shield and how it has like a mixed legacy. Don't know what that means. It has a pretty consistent legacy of being with like the world's perfect man. Um, I guess it has a complicated legacy now, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, been a good while. Someone's probably had a, a complication with it. Well, anyway, I, I'm I'm wondering like what the deal is with that shield, like specifically, like as just a hunk of matter. I want to know what the deal is with it because it that's the alternate universe shield that Steve brings back with him at the end of Endgame when it's when he's like all old and looking like Joe Biden. Yeah, like a less rapey Joe I Biden. Think- I think it's just the shield he brought with him when he went back in time and he just kept it. I don't know. I guess. I, well, hold on. So, hold on. Did he have his, his shield, like, put back together when he went back in time? Yeah. Well, I want to know how they fixed it now. That, But that that, is that aside. Back together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, He's I'm assuming Wakanda glue. was involved. <laughs> I've been seeing Wakanda's involved because vibranium is their whole deal. No, no, no. It's like a Gorilla Glue commercial. Like one of them is like, (laughs) man, I wish we had some really strong glue for this. And I look over and they scream because Harambe showed up. God, I love those fucking commercials. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so that would mean that just like how there's two Steve Rogerses in this alternate timeline, there's two Captain America shields. And I guess... Cap brings back with him his original shield, maybe, um, just with, like, a slightly different look. Because yeah. it's got the, like, got, like, the lines, like, in it. I, I don't know how to explain it, but people know what it looks like. Um, yeah. It looks like a shield. Yeah. It's but, circular. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like shield. the shield is just up for grabs at this point. Like it looks like it's yeah. sitting in the museum or whatever. Like, um, somehow it ended up there because Steve pretty clearly gave it to to Falcon. Um, I think Falcon probably gave like gave it to a museum because he's gonna be like, oh, I just don't feel like I'm I'm the one for it and shit. Yeah, it's probably gonna be something like that. I think it's gonna be something like, oh, I gotta go into retirement, man. Like, uh, it's been a good run, but you know, I think we got things taken care of. But then something's gonna drag both him and Bucky out of retirement. Yeah, but yeah, it looks like they gave the shield to a uh, U.S. agent, um, or I guess like an adaptation of U.S. agent, who in the comics I believe is basically like a knockoff Captain America. Um, it's a it's a shield soldier that becomes like a, a Captain America off brand kind of thing. He's like a more corporate Captain America. Like if Captain America basically it, like Captain America is sort of a puppet of like an extension of the government. This one absolutely uh, I, is. Captain America is an extension of the U.S. government. U.S. agent is a puppet of the U.S. government. There's a very fine distinction between those two things. Because it's like yeah. U.S. agent would never become nomad. Yeah. So yeah, would. that's that's what I'm wondering. Is U.S. agent just going to be like a puppet of the government, and will he be a an uh, an antagonist 
Uh, will he fill an antagonistic role in the in the show? Or will he just be kind of there? Because it looks like he's just a guy. It lo- yeah. It looks like he's just like like a, a spokesperson that they bring out to like football games. That's probably what they're going to use him as for a bit. I know yeah. it looks like, in my opinion, that uh, Bucky and uh, Falcon are definitely still working with S.H.I.E.L.D. So I think like they're all going to be on the same side, you know? Yeah. Well, I just had this idea like pop into my head. So you know how they used, in Captain America, the first Avenger, they used the classic uh, costume as like his USO outfit. And that was like their yeah. way of like bringing in the classic outfit while also having the redesign later in the movie. So what if they do like a similar thing with US agent where like he's only in it for a little bit and then like uh, Zemo or or some bad guy shows up and he's like, hey, I'm a bad guy. I'm going to kill this new Captain America. What are you going to do? Fight back. And he's like expecting He's expecting like a Captain America fight. Yeah. But like this guy's just like, please don't kill me. And then like he like Zemo, either knowingly or not, like he just like demolishes him. Because he just starts <laughs> going in, not realizing that he's just like a a glorified a cheerleader. It's like, holy shit, I just killed Captain America. I think honestly, that might be like a way of establishing Zemo as like a darker villain. Yeah. I'm proud of myself for having that thought pop into my head. I'm proud of myself for coming up with that story beat. You know what, Alex? I'm proud of you too. And the fact that I'm stealing that now. (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, where, where is Steve Rogers at this point? Is he dead? Is he just in retirement? He died of, he died of old age. Well, is that like a confirmed thing or is that just you talking? It's just me talking. I think okay. he's dead. I mean, like, I feel like at the end of it, like, oh, I'm I'm old. Bye. Yeah. I mean, he is like over a hundred um, when he comes back from the uh, alternate timeline. However, he does. I hope that is explained. I sincerely hope that they explain how Captain America went from this alternate timeline back to the the prime timeline because i'm just hit a button you just hit a button i just hit the button did he like up i'm done here peggy thanks for giving me that dance did he keep his quantum suit probably he's like just keeps it in the attic for for 80 years no i assume he went back after peggy died because like the whole reason he was there was for peggy yeah, and then after dance. she after she dies, like in 2014, um, if it goes the same way as it did in the original timeline, he's just like, well, that was fun. I'm out. And then he just I'm out. He goes back to see his old friends, and then he dies. <laughs> he's like, man, I should have probably like. No, I don't think he. I don't think he is dead at this point. I think he's just like in retirement because he is super old. But he he does still have like like the super soldier serum like like that he he's still super soldierized like he is just a super soldier like like at an old man level you know yeah I think like I how he went from like a scrawny guy to like a super buff guy he went from like 
an old man that should be dead at this point to like an old man that's still like normally healthy. Yeah. So he's like a hundred. He's like a hundred and fifty, but he's like he has like the body of like a seventy year old. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, me. But yeah, the next bullet point I had written down is what's Zemo up to? That scamp. What do you think he's up to? <laughs> that scamp. Uh, I know in the comics, this whole thing is that he works with Hydra for a bit, and then he becomes part of the. Uh... Uh, the Thunderbolts, which are like a on again, off again superhero villain thing, like middle ground people. Yeah, we talked about like, this at one point. They're not really bad guys, but they're not really good guys either. Yeah, we talked about this at one point, like in one of our episodes. I don't remember which one, but we talked about how he has the uh, his like classic outfit, like his classic look with like the the like the purple ski mask. Yeah, the balaclava. Yeah. Just aesthetic-wise, awesome. Yeah, no, it's a fucking awesome outfit. I, lo- I love Baron Zemo's outfit. Yeah. Well, Helmet Zemo, because Baron Zemo was the was his father. Helmet Please. The kid. Zemo was my father's name. You can call me Helmet. Call me Helmet. <laughs> I love, That's though, a that dumb uh, name. the Zemo family has just sat such really bad luck with their masks and them getting stuck to their faces forever. And that the father, who's known for having his helmet get glued to his head, decided to name his son Helmet Zemo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh, oh that's, this is, what, that's this is oh, the that's best horrible. name I could think for you. <laughs> Here you go, son, or should I say helmet? Father, why did you name me that? To remind me of my greatest failure. <laughs> Super glue. Yeah. But what do you think is like, what do you think his plan is at this point? Because he was in like federal custody. He somehow got out, I imagine, with just his like, guy level strength and his like his his, like secret agent level like skills and intellect yeah what what do you think he's trying to do like what's his goal i don't know let me think for a second if i was helmet zemo what would my goal be i mean maybe it's just to like expose like Maybe it's to expose, Shield. like, the hypocrisy of, like, the U.S. government or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's his goal. <laughs> no, I think uh, Helmet Zemo, I think Baron Zemo, because I think he's Baron Zemo now. I think he's t- uh, taking that moniker now. I think he's working, he's going to do what they did in the comics and have him work for Hydra or something. Just because, like, you know. Yeah. Hydra isn't really what a Nazi organization anymore. Like it has Nazi ties, but something else now, right? Well, even in the comics, Hydra was never just a Nazi organization. Hydra existed for like hundreds of years. And then yeah. they just happened to ally with the Nazis. True. So they're going to outlive every political party. <laughs> Hydra is the only real political party <laughs> left. No, what is. <sighs> Well, Hydra never really got like destroyed or disbanded in the MCU. Hydra just like got decentralized. Yeah, which is why I think he probably is going to be in Hydra. I think he's going to be leading it. Hold on, let me just take a peek at his outfit real quick. 
You can tell a lot of a man by the sigil he throws on his armor. <laughs> All right, let's take a peek. Uh, current helmet Zemo. Yeah, he looks like he looks like he's gonna be working with Hydra, just from appearance alone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at concept art for him. This is this is old concept art from Captain America: Civil War. And it, it looks like a Nazi. <laughs> he looks like the normal Hydra soldiers, but with a with a purple instead of a a, a, a green mask. So I'm really leaning on the. He probably is going to be the new leader of Hydra. I think he's going to like reorganize them and shit. Yeah. Well, how do you think he's going to? Um, do you think he's going to team up with the other villain? that they uh that they have in the show or do you think he's going to be like a sort of introductory antagonist and then it then it's going to transition to the next villain uh which is uh it looks like they're bringing in flag smasher from the comics if i remember isn't flag smasher part of hydra hold on i'm, I'm trying no he's part of ultramatum isn't he i don't i don't think he's part of um I don't think he's part of Hydra. Uh, if you click the uh, yeah, Wikipedia no, link, of, uh, I have part of Ultramatum. Yeah, if you have, if you click the Wikipedia link, um, which I have linked with his name on the show notes, um, yeah. there's like a short like synopsis, um, and I want you to look at the picture that they use for his bio. A flag smasher explains his politics. What? I'm not a communist. Wasn't you, uh, weren't you people listening? I hate what the Soviet Union stands for as much as I hate what America stands for. He's the ultimate centrist. He is. He's a radical centrist. <laughs> um, uh, no, I'm he, kind of... Flag Smasher symbolizes anti-patriotism. He's just a bad guy. Um, yeah, he's part no, of It looks like they're bringing in I, I thought. Flag Smasher, and I think it's... Um, I believe it's the the girl that puts on the mask in the trailer. I think that's Flag Smasher. Um, oh, so, hold on. Uh, do they have a female version of Flag Smasher? I think they just cast a female for the for the show. Um, oh, I feel like an incel. I feel like an incel uh, saying a female. Uh, no, they cast female. a woman in the role. Yeah, I mean she looks young, so just say girl. <laughs> oh, I want to check something out about Ultimatum though, because like. I can't remember if Ultimatum is like, like if if they've ever teamed up with Hydra or any of them. The underground libertarian uh, liberated totally integrated mobile army to unite mankind. Fuck that goddamn name. Yeah, I don't want to go Why into like the whole that? backstory for the character. I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the general idea of it. Um, just for a little bit, I I think there's an opportunity here that I don't think Marvel will take, but there's an opportunity to finally have like a nuanced take within the MCU, like on America, like it's foreign policy and the, the military industrial complex. Like there, there's this opportunity yeah. to have a character that genuinely challenges and makes the protagonists think about their role in those uh, institutions. But yeah. Uh, on the other side of that, what's realistically going to happen is Marvel is just uh, giving the heroes another face to punch. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, let's face it, Marvel movies are just propaganda. Like, yeah, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about that a few episodes ago, but we uh, I don't think we had time for it about how the Marvel movies and just blockbusters in general, like action movies, a lot of them are literally just military propaganda. Like Captain yeah. Marvel, for just for one example, Captain Marvel and any other movie that they need to have actual like military equipment for. Uh, same with the Iron Man movies where they need to bring in like military jets or whatever. They need to use a military base to film. They have to sign a contract with the U S military saying that the military has uh complete, like creative control, complete creative control over their um, portrayal in the movie. So you can't oh have, God. you can't. Yeah. This is a real thing. I don't know if you've heard of this, but yeah, basically every action movie, like every Top Gun type movie, uh, like the Transformers movies, they have to sign a contract saying that the U.S. military gets to like inspect the script and they get to inspect the movie before it gets released to make sure that it doesn't challenge them, challenge their authority, question their practices, or just bring up anything that they don't like. It has to portray the the U.S. military and the U.S. government in a in a positive light and any problems that exist in uh the military or the cia or the pentagon whatever it has to be because there is a small group of people that have infiltrated the organization and they've made it um evil or corrupt or whatever like with captain america they couldn't make yeah. the cia or the military system they couldn't introduce any systemic problems in those institutions shield which is basically um uh, like a fictionalized us like cia right they can't have it be that there's any systemic issues with shield itself it has to be that hydra infiltrated the uh the infiltrated shield and they're like doing stuff on the inside but it can't be that it's that it's shield is the problem it has to be that they're being infiltrated by an outside entity and that is why the marvel movies are pro-military pro-imperialist propaganda thank you for watching my ted talk this has been a very good ted talk thank you i, I did it myself <laughs> but yeah that's what i want challenged in this new show but at the same time i know that they're gonna be using military th there's gonna be a military presence to some degree because it is it's falcon and the winter soldier right captain america's sidekicks they're too like involved in in the military to actually be able to to challenge it or question it at all and that's why I say that it, we're not going to get a, a, a nuanced villain that challenges those things in, in Flag Smasher. And I'm really upset about that. Yeah. No, I feel you there. It's been a while since we had a good nuanced take. Well, I don't know if we've had any nuanced takes on the military or the military yeah. industrial complex or the CIA in any like major <clears throat> in any major blockbuster. 
No. No, I don't think we have, actually. I don't have a single one of them. Because, you know, that would require stuff that they have that we can't get access to. Yeah. And probably, like, probably some money, too. I, I, I don't know the exact details, but they might get... Uh, they might get a uh, a sizable uh, paycheck from the military. I don't know. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but anyway. So the next trailer that they put out is uh, Loki. Uh, the Loki trailer. It, I don't. I don't think they said when Loki is going to be released. Um, Come soon with how much they got done. Yeah, maybe like late 2021, early 2022. That's just my speculation. Hold on, let me let me Google it real quick. Oh, okay. So first episode date, uh, just Googling it, it lists it shows up as May 2021. So yeah, so it looks like we're gonna get WandaVision, then it'll that'll finish, and then we'll start uh Captain America and the or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Then that'll end and we'll pick up with Loki. So uh we watched the uh the trailer for this before we started recording. I am like after seeing the trailer for it, I am a lot more excited for Loki than I was before. Like I was excited for it, but now I'm even more excited for it. Mhm. Like it looks like there's going to be a lot of time travel shenanigans and um well I mentioned this uh before we started the show. Um I don't understand like I like I get that he's gonna be involved with the time variance authority, uh, so there's gonna be time travel involved with that. But I don't know. Like you, you mentioned it while we were watching. It looks like he Loki shows up in the past on Earth. Yeah. Um. But he escaped with the space stone. So. Yeah. That's why I assumed he was on like a different planet or or just a different location on Earth, but. I mean, I guess it's possible that he ended up back in time. I just don't know how he could do that without, like, the time stone or something similar. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I think Loki may have, like, jumped himself. Like, like he was like, oh, I'll, I'll just teleport. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go to a different timeline. It'll be easier. Well, can... Hold on. Uh, well, uh, you were saying before that it looked like he was sh- he was, he showed up in the past. Yeah, but, he teleports into like the past. Because can't they do that? The gods and shit. Well, I don't know if the gods, like if the Asgardians, have the ability to time travel. Um, I know with the space stone, Loki can go to any location that he wants. But, um, without the time stone, he can only go to a different place. He can't go to a different time. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. But. Yeah, that aside, it looks like there's gonna he's gonna somehow get involved with the time variance authority, which is the like the facility that he's at. He's talking to Owen Wilson. He's like, "Oh, wow, time passes differently here. Wow, and wow, wow. and you know, TVA everywhere. Yeah, it's the time variance authority from the comics. I don't know a lot about the time variance authority, but I just I basically like time police, I guess." But yeah, Loki's going to be involved with them somehow. A lot of time travel yeah. shenanigans, uh, it looks like. Um, and I, I mentioned this uh, while we were watching it, um, but you didn't know who it was. Uh, D.B. Cooper. Yeah. 
the plane guy. Yeah. So in the Loki trailer, um, Loki gets on a plane, uh, got himself all made up to, you know, to he's got he's got like sunglasses on I think, and he he's got his hair slicked back and everything. He's wearing a suit. Looks like he's on like a plane in like the sixties. You know, like that's the general atmosphere, and. People have been pointing out, um, this was mentioned on the uh, the Weekly Planet uh, trailer breakdown. People were tweeting about it, about how Loki in that sequence, when he's jumping out of the plane, he looks like Andy is doing the same actions as D.B. Cooper, who is a guy from, hold on, let me, let me see when exactly this happened. Um, it was in the, it was in the 60s. Um, oh, it so just looking at his bio on Google from uh, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, Dan Cooper is the pseudonym of an unidentified man who hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft in the United States airspace between Portland and Seattle on the afternoon of November 24th, 1971. So um, it looks like he, uh, from what I've been hearing, he hijacked this plane, right? And I think... Could be wrong. He, I think he landed it. Uh, if you're curious, look up the story. It's interesting. It's an interesting read. Um, and he demanded a large sum of money uh, from, I guess, like the mill, like from the government. They they gave it to him, and he just took the money, and I guess he like flew away, and then he just jumped out of he just jumped out of the plane and disappeared, and they never recovered the money. They never recovered his body. Nothing like nothing came up after that happened. And like no one knows to this day who he was or what his deal was. Um, so, yeah, it looks like Loki is going to retcon that. And I really want to see like conning an entire human being. <laughs> yeah. Turns out it was Loki. Um, I just. God damn. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the like. I want to see like more stuff like that from the Loki series. Like I want to, like I want to, I want Loki him just to hide the twin towers. Oh my God. That's not where I was going with that. Okay. <laughs> I like, so there's like all kinds of mysteries throughout, throughout history that haven't been explained. I want to see them just go in and be like, yeah, that was Loki. Um, like, how did Amelia Earhart disappear? Oh, yeah, Loki just, like, bumped into her plane and made it crash. Um, Loki just murdered Amelia Earhart. Okay, <laughs> side note, side tangent. I saw, um, this is fucking, like, creepy to think about, but when, so when Amelia Earhart, like, vanished she it it's generally assumed that she landed on some island she didn't die in the crash because or else they would have like recovered the body with the plane um but no it's generally thought that she like just landed on an island and kind of vibed for a little bit and then she died um right. now like people are saying that i i think this came about because they found like some remains that were probably like, like that were probably hers uh, either way, oh yeah, they're saying now that she landed on this this like I I don't know if it was the same island that she landed at, but she was on this island. She like laid down on the beach, right? Uh, I guess you know t to sleep for the night. 
then her body was taken away by coconut crabs, which if you've never seen a coconut crab, Google it. Um, But they're fucking these huge crabs. Crustaceans in general freak me out. But these things. I love crabs. The big ones, especially the big ones. They're terrifying. Like every like just looking at them and thinking about them. Like I got to look behind me to make sure that there's not one like standing behind me threateningly, you know? You like hate crabs that like that shiver much. down the spine level of creepiness. You've got arachnophobia. Oh, oh, I want one of these boys. They're locked. Yeah, you're, you're looking at the picture. They're fucking oh, I love huge. Them. I want one. So they're fucking they're bad. so huge, and it's terrifying. He's like the size of a house cat. He's cute. What are you talking about? This guy's adorable. Anything that scuttles terrifies me. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, Alex, but everything. I don't think I'm alone in that either. I love these though. These guys are fucking awesome. They're like big tanks. I know, but a swarm of these carried her off. Apparently, they carried her off and just fucking ate her. No, they didn't eat her. You want to know what they did? What did they do? The crab ritual. (laughs) She returned to crab. Yes, she progressed to crab. She progressed to crab. The evolutionary perfection of crab. She's been blessed by it. Yes, Amelia that's a great Earhart callback. Never died. Buy our she merch. Buy, the, buy, buy our re- progress to crab shirt when, when we actually get it made. I need, to, I need to make it. I'll just draw like a, a shitty human outline and then have like a cycle leading from monkey to human to crab yes do like the like the evolutionary thing like the the picture where it's like the monkey bigger monkey bigger monkey person and then crab crab (laughs) then just a fucking crab crab yes (laughs) these guys eat birds oh yeah um they're after my heart anyway the government that was a whole tangent um basically (laughs) i just wanted to say like i want to see them have loki be behind all these like mysteries that no one knows about. Like what if Loki was like behind Stonehenge or like the Kennedy assassination or Loki assassinated JFK. I mean, I'm sure he had his reasons. Um, Loki just executes John F. Kennedy. But no, it also looks like um, you see in the trailer, there's like a, a brief shot where Loki's standing in front of, uh, like a demolished New York City. And it must be like Avengers era too, because you can see, um, like, I guess it's like post Avengers. Um, it's uh, New York, New York City, and you can see uh, Stark Tower or, or Avengers Tower. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's Marvel, it's MCU era, or it's MCU New York. Um, Probably from his timeline. Yeah. What's going to happen with that? Is he going to be responsible for the destruction of New York, the entirety of New York City? Oh, my God. Or is that just like he did it? Maybe that's just how the timeline plays out. Like post post endgame. Handily responsible for 9-11. No, post endgame that like, you know how there's like all these branching timelines and Loki takes place in one of those. Maybe that's just how the timeline works out with how the events progressed. 
um after the avengers like after um tony stark and ant-man like went back and altered things yeah it's kind of dark that they just fucked another timeline yeah i'm excited to see how that plays out um also are thor and heimdall gonna be involved in the show like to what extent because i know um i know loki is like brother heimdall i i need i need you and and he gets taken away by the bifrost when he is jumping out of the plane as db cooper so like to what extent are they involved in the show like are they like enabling his time travel shenanigans and mischief they're just like you know it's best if we just let him do this let's just let him get it out of his system let's let him kill a president or two what if loki was john wilkes booth oh my god alex this goes all the way to the top he just kills john wilkes booth no he is john wilkes booth i mean yeah he just he just kills fucking lincoln yep you know remember i told you about that uh that weird like furry guy who had his fursona character as a time traveling demigod that like would mess with human society and shit by influencing different events and one of them was he assassinated franz ferdinand i think you told me about that this is what loki is turning into loki is going to like show up behind the terrorists and like grab their hands around the joystick and lean the plane in further oh god <laughs> he's like it's this is the best outcome for the timeline trust me <laughs> like oh no 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 no, no don't, don't don't shout let me help you anyway it's like loki why did you do that shits and giggles <laughs> oh, um anyway yeah loki looks awesome all these shows look awesome yeah, the what if series um oh, i don't have much to say about that right. yeah it looks good um the the only one that i'm kind of interested in is like uh fucking peggy carter as union jack just because like that's british captain america we don't see that i mean it's cool to think of black panther becoming star lord but at the same time what really is going to change uh than star lord's now black well, they have different personalities, but I'm just curious, like... Oh, yeah, a little bit, but, like... I'm I'm curious, uh, like, because that be... doesn't seem to make sense, right? Because, um, because Yandu took Peter Quill specifically because his father is, um... Ego. Ego. Well, yeah, he's Ego, the living planet in, in the They're gonna MCU. have it be, uh, that Ego, uh, is Black Panther's father. It's gonna be like, what if, what if Ego fucked this guy <laughs> fucked this girl instead of this girl <laughs> not guy no remember like i guess what if black panther was ego's son the whole time so that's just kind of horrible though because now he has two two costumes he's got to put together and they don't they, they i don't think they'd go together that well i don't know but put a uh, put black panther in a red trench coat and let's just see how well that looks yeah uh, yeah, I, d- I don't really have much to say about it other than it looks awesome. That's the only bullet point I have written down. Oh, yeah, the animation style is pretty cool. It's like it's that weird like mix nice. between CGI, 3D, and like old cartoon anime. So it looks kind of neat. Stylized, though, so that's good. I'm more excited, though, for the Ironmonger, Steve. 
because I just yeah. like seeing that suit. It's one of my favorite Iron Man suits, just because it's this big fucking tank. It's like a mech. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited oh, to see cool. what kind of like scenarios they they play out. Um, I'm excited to see Evil Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't really uh, know a whole lot about the show. Um, other than it's just what if stuff. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I, I have a lot of hope for it. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it for the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I just really want to talk about fucking Bad Bla- Bad Batch because it's uh, it's Dave Filoni coming back yeah. for it, right? The Clone Wars maker. So I know it's going to be good because fucking Clone Wars was awesome. Like, uh, I'm really excited for it because it's a continuation on one of my favorite characters' storyline. Like, I don't know if you know this, Alex, but uh, Clone Trooper Echo was in the first season. I think I've heard of that. He is in the third episode of the entire series. That's when he's introduced him and Fives and the rest of Domino Squad. And they have, like, the most fucking epic storyline. Like, they start off as just recruits on a listing post that gets hijacked, and then, like, a couple of them die off, and only two of them are left, and that's Fives and Echo. And then those two basically become fucking war heroes. Awesome. And then they have the most tragic, like, endings. Like, yeah. you, you saw what happened to Fives. Yeah, like, Fives he gets is the executed that... for conspiracy theories, and then yeah. Echo gets turned into a cyborg abomination. Yeah, Fives is the one that finds out about the inhibitor chips. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, I really think that what's going to happen with it, with, uh, cause like it's supposed to take place after 66 order 66 and, uh, the bad batch don't have inhibitor chips. Uh, Echo, uh, people are saying he still does. I don't think he does just because of the extent that they've gone to augmenting him that it's probably been removed in favor of putting in like the, the, like, you know, the, the hybridization of the human brain and the, uh, the the techno shit well because if you see uh echo in the in the commercials and stuff like there's a part where here i have the picture on my phone i'll send it to the chat okay uh there's a there's an image where you see all of them standing on camino with their helmets off and you remember lobot the yeah. uh, the guy that's integrated with cloud city he's got that exact kind of like headpiece thing connected to him where it's like part of his brain's been replaced with a computer yeah well and i think that's how they're going to say he doesn't get order 66 you know i don't know do i i disagree um okay i'm looking at the picture yeah he's got like the the weird ear thing hold on is that echo yeah that is echo um hold on just a second because i think in this one you can see him again you can see his arm Yeah, he's right by the big guy. You can see Echo. He's standing there. You can tell because he's got like the weird like. Oh, Echo is arm. Echo is the one that they had. Um, the separatists had uh, hooked up to a computer. Yeah, he's the the cyborg one. I, yeah, I remember now. Um, it's because Echo. Uh, he everyone thought he died because yeah, during the episode rem- of the Citadel that, where they save Evan, I remember uh, that he episode. Explodes. <laughs> that was the 
That was horrible because he was my favorite character and they just execute him in the most horrifying way. They blow him up. It's like, oh my god. But then they brought him back as a horrifying abomination. So let's see how well he transitions into being alive again. Yeah. Well, this Frankenstein. <laughs> see, I don't think that they would have removed his inhibitor chip because, first of all, they would have to know about it. No, no, that's the thing. I'm talking about uh, Wat Tambar. I think they probably did a couple of, like, rooting around in him and in shit. Yeah, but they would have... And, like, they had to remove certain parts of the brain. I think one of the parts they may have removed was the one containing the chip. Because he's he is the perfect integration of a computer and a human brain. That's why he's able to, like, interface with all this technology, like, near flawlessly. Okay, it doesn't look like there's a lot of information on it. So it, yeah. it's all just speculation at this point, but I don't know. I guess there's a chance that it could have been removed, but I don't know if it was deliberately removed when he was being like cybernetically yeah, I augmented. Was. I don't think it was because like aren't the Bad Batch like wasn't one of their mutations that their chips were rejected? Uh, Something like that. I don't know. I think that by the time they like realized that these clones had certain mutations, they just didn't bother putting in the inhibitor chips. Yeah. Because, like, you can tell Maybe. pretty early on that these uh, that these clones weren't going to grow up to be, like, normal clones that they can just set, send out on the battlefield. Um, so, yeah, I, I just think that they didn't bother. And then they ended up finding a use for them, and it's like, why bother at this point? I mean, it's just four guys yeah, they, they go on suicide runs so it's like yeah it's like they're trying to kill them but they're just really good together so <laughs> yeah but they've got a crack sniper uh, a brute of a man so yeah i would uh, say rambo <laughs> so yeah i would say that um it's just a toss-up whether or not echo has an inhibitor chip at this point but I yeah. think it could serve a good um it could serve as a good plot point in the in the show when Order 66 happens and they have to like stop Echo. And then they find yeah. out like similar to what happened with Fives, um, when he found out about the inhibitor chips, similar thing with them, but like this time they're all in it together. They don't get executed for conspiracy, I assume. Um and yeah no then, like what it looks like is that's uh, her, they're working with Tarkin and stuff and then they they leave to do their own thing yeah it's like the whole story is going to be them like trying to make their way in the universe on their own so either they're going to be decommissioned by the galactic republic and they have to fight their way off camino or you know they're going to be like hey wait a second you're doing some really fucked up shit and then they have to fight their way off camino yeah Yes, you. Either way, they're killing a lot of clones in this. Yeah, what I think is going <laughs> to happen is Order 66 is going to happen, and the Bad Batch is going to be like, oh, what? And Echo's going to be like, must kill do it, Jedi. Guys. And they're going to be like, hey, buddy, let's get you. Let's get you sat down on this examining table. And then they find out about the inhibitor chips. That serves as like a. Uh, an introduction to, uh, for them to what the inhibitor chips are. And it also tells the audience what's happening. Um, if there's anyone watching that doesn't know at this point, what is going on? Um, yeah. But yeah. I think what's going to happen is they're going to yeah. be like with the, uh, with the Republic and then order 66 is going to happen. Oh, it's the empire now. And then 
Because like you see them standing with all, the all white storm or uh, clone troopers. Yeah, where they've removed all of their uniqueness so they can become the empire. Yes, and um, they're gonna be like, uh, yeah, I don't know about this, and they're slowly gonna realize like, hey, we gotta get out of here, and then it's gonna be them like on their own, just kind of fighting for their lives. Yeah. A thing I thought about though is since you know how Echo uh was plugged into the Separatist database and he had access to a bunch of their files and stuff. You think it'd be possible that uh Echo would be able to figure it out on his own? Like he's like doing light reading and separatist shit. He's like, oh, what's this file encrypted secret plan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a possibility too. But hold on, would um would Palpatine have put that in the separatists like files? Cause like he's no, but he probably would have had it somewhere. He probably would have told Dooku or someone about it. Cause like he has a whole bunch of like, like right hand men kind of characters that he does fuck over. Yeah, but I don't think that would get like put into their file system or anything like that. No, maybe they do a mission. They go somewhere and Echo finds it. I think they're just gonna find out about Order sixty six in real time. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm just really excited to see more of this universe though cuz I love the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch. They were they were really fucking fun. I love that whole like that whole team aesthetic they got going. Yeah, it it was awesome like seeing them in Clone Wars like just just kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, yeah. Kind of racist though. <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, they're racist towards normal clone troopers. You ever notice that? They make mentions to, uh, what, what do they call them? Hey, I understand that. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, they grew up different, and they're referred to as the Bad Batch. So I well, think I mean, that's what they call themselves. I think they deserve like, to have a little, like, they. I, I think they deserve to, like, you know. Be a little racist. <laughs> yeah, they, they deserve to be a little racist. Nah. Uh, no, they're great though. I'm fucking. I'm really excited, mostly because I'm I'm happy just to get more of Echo because he he was one of my favorite clone troopers early on in the series. He didn't get that much episode time; like he'd always show up every so often. And he was one of the better ones, him and Fives. But since Fives is dead, you know, it's just yeah. You know, I wonder if because uh, I just remember, you know, how Ahsoka figures out about uh the inhibitor chips. How does she? I I know that she's there for Order sixty six, and and Rex is like, oh, go run away. Um, but yeah, I don't know how she finds out, out about the inhibitor uh, specifically. He he tells her to find fives, and uh, oh, what she does yeah, is she that's uh, right. She goes to a uh, a terminal and finds access to a bunch of the shit. So I wonder if uh, if Echo is gonna do like a similar thing, like if if Captain Rex is like, hey. By the way, you should probably know weird shit happened with one of your friends. He's dead now, but you might want to look into it. Yeah, I don't know. Like that would have to happen post Order 66, right? Because Rex didn't really take that very seriously. Like he saw that Fives was like trying to warn them about stuff, but he was like, oh, he's just crazy now. Like everyone yeah. was saying. And so I don't he didn't take it seriously enough to remove know. his own inhibitor chip. So I don't know why he would tell anyone else before it's too late. 
Yeah, he didn't seem to subscribe to the theory, but he did keep the documentation. He's like, you know, it's a weird thing. Kind of makes you think. I'm going to disregard it, though, but... Yeah, well, I, of course, they could just, you know, experience Order 66. It happens, and then they're like, oh, that was weird. And then Re- then Rex is like, yeah, I I know it's weird. Uh, Just look at Fives' file. It's all there. Yeah. Still, though, I just don't want to see the guy that's part uh, R2-D2 commit a war crime. <laughs> I just feel like that might that might really change the way you look at him. Like, I don't want to see what that screwdriver can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, good soldiers follow orders, just drill someone's brains out. Like, Echo, what? Are, what is this? Yeah. Why did you do that? Anyway, let's move on to the uh the other shows that got announced. Um for time's so, sake. So a whole bunch of Mandalorian spin-offs. I know Ahsoka's getting one yeah. where she's going to fight Thrawn. Yeah, so Ahsoka's getting a show. It's a limited series, so it looks like it's only going to be one season. Uh it's going to have Rosario Dawson who played her in The Mandalorian, and it's going to be mm-hmm. executive produced and written by Dave Filoni, the the man, the myth, the legend himself. Uh, he's basically the, the, the best Star Wars content. Yeah, he's basically the guy running Star Wars at this point. Doesn't didn't who was it that did Mandalorian? Was it also Dave Filoni? Yeah, it's Dave Filoni and someone else. I, oh, it's uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, uh, who I believe is also on Favreau. Ahsoka. He's also producing Ahsoka. And yeah, John Favreau. Those is two are single handedly saving the sinking ship that is Star Wars live action stuff. Yeah. Like, you look at anything Star Wars related, the best things coming out of it right now are The Mandalorian and anything linked to The Clone Wars. Oh, before I forget, speaking about Mandalorian and Clone Wars, uh, it looks like Fedek Shan definitely is confirmed to be in the next, uh, in the new spinoff. So that's going to be really um, cool. Bad Batch? Uh, Bad Batch, yeah. You even see her in the trailers and stuff. At first, I thought it was someone else, but it's like, you, no, that's her helmet. It's the weird helmet she wears. I uh, I read somewhere that they are that they have confirmed she's gonna be like a like an antagonist in it. So that's probably gonna explain why they have her in the Imperial Registry. But uh, so they also have a animatrix style thing for Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's visions. It's um, mm-hmm. according to the uh, Star Wars website, it's 10 short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Um, One of them better be Star Wars detours. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all that we really know about it at this point. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, they have a lot of opportunity to explore other eras that haven't really been touched on. Um like of course it's going to be like high republic stuff um there's they oh, they yeah. can go way way back to like the beginning of like civilization in the galaxy war. what was that oh yeah that'd be cool too i said i said i wanted to see some mandalorian civil war oh but yeah like the civilization of the galaxy that could be kind of cool yeah um like think of like Invader Immortal, how there was like the backstory for Mustafar, like telling stories like that. That it's incredible. Like the opportunity for oh, storytelling yeah. within the Star Wars universe is it's great. 
Um, and it'd be awesome to finally see it outside of the same fucking family. Like, I get it. Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker started it all, but can we please go to a different person? Yeah, yeah, that uh, that's... I'm glad that they're kind of moving away from just Skywalker stuff. I'm going to say I'm happy they killed off all of the Skywalkers, and I really want Ray to just never leave that planet so we never see another Skywalker movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want a Star Wars movie that is something that isn't Force-related. Well, that it does have the Force, but like it's not like the main focal point. It's this guy's a Jedi. I, I just want... I just want more of Mandalorian, basically. But make it like a full movie. Maybe make the guy like an ex-stormtrooper so he's got some cool backstory. Give me the Finn movie, Disney. Yeah, give us like the Finn arc that (laughs) you promised. I want to see Finn not trigger happy on killing his friends. I want to see him actually have like a moment of weakness. Where he's like, oh god. This is horrible. The things I've done... I want character development. I don't want him to scream Ray and then nothing ever gets resolved. Yeah, I'm so upset at what happened with that in those movies. But anyway, so just breezing through more of these shows. Willow is coming out in 2022. It's uh, a show starring Warwick Davis. And that's all we know. Um, I guess it's a now, reboot of an older series. It's a, it's a movie. Willow was a old high fantasy movie about a group of midgets. I forget what they're called. They're like their own specific group of people. They're like they're like hobbits, but not. But uh, what Willow is is the character Willow. He is played by Warwick Davis originally, so they're bringing him back for it. But he is this guy that wants to be a great wizard, but only knows like parlor tricks and stuff. And uh, there's this evil empire, like this evil kingdom that's oppressing everyone except for this little village. And, like, there's this kid, like, this baby that's supposed to, like, it's like this Christ figure baby where it's like, this is the the savior of everyone. They're destined to free us or some shit like that. And uh, the evil witch lady who's in charge of this group wants the kid dead. And there's, like, this wizard midwife that's, like, protecting her and she gets turned into a goat and, like... Willow comes into possession of both of these through uh, a series of events. And the entire series is Willow trying to get her back home and, like, protect the kid. And uh, he teams up with a guy he finds in a prison cell named Mad Mardigan. And through a, a series of events... It leads to a final battle where Willow is using this, like, magic stick to, like, cast spells and shit, and it just becomes ridiculous, and it's awesome. But, uh, no, it's an amazing movie. It's one of my favorite fantasy movies. It stars, like, like you you see a lot of things that are Willow-related in real life, like a lot of, like, old pop culture toys and stuff like that. That you you think look cool and you never know where it's from. It's probably from Willow. Like, there's a guy who's got, like, this fancy helmet that's got, like, a skull in it and shit. And I remember seeing that when I was a little kid. Like, the toy. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I wonder where that's from. It's from Willow. It's the main bad guy who is absolutely horrifying. Like, this guy is a fucking... He's like a war criminal. And it's great. Uh, 
Willow is dated, though. I will point that out because Mad Mardigan's love interest, they fall in love because he roofies her. That's not so okay. Keep that in mind. Yeah, no, that was that's the that's the only thing about Willow that is not good is that uh, he roofies her and then she just like, hey, you know what? Let's 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 hang out. <laughs> so bad messaging there. Don't roofie someone. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's no, our it's a great official movie stance. Other than that. Uh, don't roofie people. Uh, you heard it here first. Please don't. It is one of my favorite movies, though, and I really want people to watch more of it. Like, it does have dated things. It's like Wizards, where there's, where it's an amazing piece of fiction, but there's a lot of really dated parts in it. Like, Wizards is worse just because it's from 1970s, so there's a lot of, like, really risque kind of shit in there sometimes, but it's still amazing to watch. So, I'm going to point that out there. I, I have mixed feelings on there being a Willow reboot, but I really hope they don't include the date rape thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it was unintentional. However, not a good thing at all either way. So, yeah, there's um, there's a Lando show created by the Dear White People creator Justin Simeon. Um, it's a... a it's an event series, whatever that is, coming to Disney Plus. I think it means it's um, limited time. Like it's it's only gonna be like a couple of episodes. Like it's gonna be like four episodes. Maybe I because really, what 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 do you want them to do? What they do to land to Han Solo to Lando? Lando was cool in that movie. He was cool, but like I feel like the reason why he was cool is because we weren't explained everything about him because he's a side character. That's that's very true. Um, Having a Han Solo origin story is terrible because Han Solo's origins is he's a smuggler. Him being in Mos Eisley was his origin story. Yeah, we got all the origin we needed in A New Hope. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like oh yeah, that's redo. That's just that's just like you know, make him an imperial soldier, and also you know, Solo isn't a last name that people would normally have in a universe with Skywalker and Kenobi and Organa. Yeah, yeah, Solo's the ridiculous sounding one. Yeah, definitely need to fix that. Yeah. Anyway, the, all I'm saying the is the series is very early in development, so there's not a lot of details on it. So. Fingers crossed it isn't going to ruin Lando as a character. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, there's an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Uh, production begins in March. Um, they got Hayden Christensen. Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, I think. Ewan McGregor is going to be reprising his role. Uh, Hayden Christensen is reprising Same his role Hayden as Darth Vader. They're apparently going to fight. Um, it's set 9 BBY. Oh, it's it's set, so it's set uh, right in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. So this is like, is this going to be before or after Obi-Wan kills Darth Maul? Uh, I do not know. Well, Rebels takes place like really close to um, A New Hope, right? Yeah. So it'll be before. Okay. So, man, Obi-Wan just did not. No wonder he aged like shit in between the Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. He's just constantly fighting people. 
Yeah. Well, like, oh, I just fought Darth Vader for the sixth time. Yeah. Oh, what's this? Another ship? Who is? Who am I fighting now? Darth Maul again? Well, fuck me. Yeah. Well, what I think is going to happen, and I've been I've been seeing people saying this. It looks like it's just going to be um, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, like just uh, you know meditating in his back to tank and just playing out these scenarios in his head, like you see in in the comics where he's fighting Obi Wan. Uh, I think it's going to be stuff like that. Oh. Um, so Obi-Wan just really aged shittily because he hates Tatooine then. Yeah, he just... He, it has nothing to do with sun-dried. the stress of fighting people constantly. <laughs> it, man, it's a good thing Luke left then. He would have looked like a raisin. Yeah. Time he was 30. Um. Anyway, the last show uh, that I want to talk about is uh, The Acolyte. Uh, we know a little bit more about this, just a little bit more than some of the other shows. So according to the uh, official Star Wars website, it is a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark power or dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Um, the High Republic era, uh, of course, ended uh, 100 BBY, so uh, 100 years before the Battle of Yavin uh, in A New Hope. And so would that be in Revan's timeline? Uh, well, uh, or is this post Plagueis um, was born somewhere between 147 and 120 BBY, uh, according to legends. So, you know, there's a fan theory that Plagueis is going to be in uh, the Acolyte. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be the main character. Uh, no, because it's the show is going to be like female centric and it's going to be like a oh, about a group okay. of if, like sorcerers or something. I don't know, but I think Plagueis oh, is going to be involved be. somehow. It's about the, uh, I think this is going to be about the Night Sisters. Yeah. I think Plagueis is going to come in as like the bad guy and he's going to like steal power from them. That's how he can live and shit like that. Because I know that uh, the Night Sisters are only female, and like the name Acolyte really fits their whole thing because they got like this cult kind of thing going on. Yeah, it is very possible that the show follows them. Um, yeah, because they're only female. Like there are no male Night Sisters. The only time they get a male recruited is if they find a like a Darth Maul guy on Dathomir, and they're like, hey. Uh, we need you to be our enforcer for a bit. Go do some shit. Like what they did with Savage. Or Savage. Whatever you want to call him. Yeah, I think his name is pronounced Savage. Yeah, Savage Opress. Which is really a just boring name I want to yeah. put out. Like he's, he was an interesting creative. character, but Savage Opress? Jeez, I wonder what his whole deal is. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? I wonder... Um, I wonder. <laughs> That's like it's like Darth Tyrannus. Yeah. So I'm excited to see, you know, if Plagueis is involved. It'll be cool to see some. Uh, it'll be cool to see him like finally in a in a in a show as opposed to just like a, a novel or mentioning him in a backstory. Um, I don't think we've ever seen what he looks like either. Well, there's illustrations of him. Oh, is that? Yeah, we know oh, like on, what species he, he is. Like. There's some of his species that shows up in uh, the uh, the prequels. Really? What is he? I uh, just, uh, just Google him. A picture of him should uh, come up. 
But anyway, yeah, uh, moving on, trying to keep this oh under God, two and a half one hours. Of these guys? Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, he's one of the banking clan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that was like his, oh. his that was his uh his all his day daytime alter ego. He's in the banking clan. I'm gonna admit right here, he is one of the lamest Star Wars species. That's fair. That's that's <laughs> bold of you to say. It's very bold of me to say, and also not all wrong. Darth Plagueis the Wise is 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 uh he has the lamest species. You could have picked from any of them. I'm surprised that you didn't know what he looked like. I didn't even know they had pictures of him. You know, I probably have seen it before and then just decided, you know what? Nah, that's not it. It's not cool. His species is literally just, yeah, we like money. His species is Mr. Krabs, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, the last thing that I want to talk about before we close out the show, because we have been recording for yes. a long time. Good God, nearly two and a half hours. Uh, I'll have to cut. This is our longest something. Episode. I don't know. It might just be a long episode. Um. Anyway, Indiana Jones 5 confirmed. It's coming out July 2022. Harrison Ford is coming back to Woo! reprise his role. That's all Woo! that we know about it. Uh, I hope they don't do Chris Kingdom of the Crystal Skull again because uh, that movie. Uh, uh, I don't no, like no, it. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's Indiana Jones 5, The Return of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I wonder if it's just going to be like an anthology film or if it's like the final ending to Indiana Jones, like. You know, like the neo, like the Nazis come back. It's just, They're like, "Hey, we're gonna attack and get all the the trinkets." It's now. gonna be Indiana Jones, like, just in the middle of a neo-Nazi rally, just punching people. <laughs> it's this, it's the same <laughs> sound die. effect from the eighties. <laughs> yes. Indiana Jones, when he sees a neo-Nazi, he would definitely beat the ever-loving shit yeah. out of them. <laughs> It's like, okay, no, Grandpa, well, let's get you see, back though. home. I want to, I'm just putting this out here. What they should do for Indiana Jones 5. Have Brendan uh, Fraser come in and do like a mummy crossover. Oh, I feel like I should clarify too. Um, because of the Indiana Jones timeline, it, it won't be modern day to be clear. This, this would be like in the 70s when this would take place. Yeah, because that's, you know. Yeah, because Indiana Jones cannot live in the 30s, cannot be a boy in the 30s, fight Nazis in World War II, and still be an adventurer, and also over a hundred fucking years old. Yeah. Having a 90-year-old Indiana Jones feels sad. I just, I wish we could have, I wish we could have Indiana Jones at a neo-Nazi rally just punching people. I mean. I'd pay to see that. 70s probably had neo-Nazis. Yeah. They were more Again, underground though. though. Since, they weren't as like Hold on, I need to check something they out. They weren't quick. as out there as they are now. When does the mummy take place? That that is not the time I was asking for. I asked when does the mummy take place? And it told me about when the uh when uh it started. It, that's god damn it. The film was based loosely on a 1932 film by the same name. 
The story is commenced in the year 1290 BC and okay, 1920. Never mind. I mean, I was gonna say they should do a crossover, but it's from the 1920s. I mean, they should still just which do means it. that during. Hold on, that means during the mummy uh, tomb of the dragon emperor, World War II was happening. And they're in Japan. No, they're in China. No, they're in China. Never mind. Never mind. They're not dead yet. <laughs> I was gonna say, imagine if like in Mummy Lore it came out that the that uh Rick O'Connell and his whole family are atomized by the nukes we dropped. Uh anyway. That'd be horrible. Uh I wish we could go on about it for longer, but it's been a long it's it's been a long episode. Um Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Bold of USA. If this was your first time here and you liked the episode, uh, leave a like, uh, comment, subscribe, depending on what your platform allows. Um, subscribe so you do not miss the next episode that we do. It'll be the VR chat Christmas special, which we are actually recording right after this. Uh, it'll be great. Uh, hopefully everything works smoothly. Uh, share with a friend if you like today's episode, even if you didn't like it share it with everyone you know chances are someone will like it um leave a comment with uh any if you if you disagreed with anything we said leave a comment uh telling us how wrong we are um if you have any suggestions for topics that we can do in future episodes uh leave them in the comments down below if you're listening on youtube um uh, other than that just you know have a good day you know just vibe I love you, listeners. We uh, we love you personally, individually. Unless you don't subscribe. But uh, listeners, I want you to tell me though. Should like, Mummy and Indiana Jones? Come on, we should have a crossover. I don't know. I don't care if it doesn't make any sense. I want more of that adventure stuff. Yeah, leave a comment with your opinion on the Mummy franchise and Indiana Jones, and. You know, you know, actually, you know what, instead of doing that, I want you guys, in between the hours of 9am and 9pm, which is legally when you can listen to this, I want you to tell me what your favorite action-adventure movie was. Like, like, like the old-style ones, like Indiana Jones and the Mummy and stuff. Uh, deep Rising to a degree, I guess. That was a great call to action, Jared. Thank you for that. Thanks. And with that, you've been listening to Bold of You to Say... We don't have a catchphrase to close the show out with. Uh, goodbye. 32 seconds. That is all the time you have. 32 seconds, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. And good night! <laughs>
Oh, that reminds me. Okay, a little off-topic tangent that we could probably throw in in like a second episode. But you know how there is the whole Vanilla Ice versus uh, Queen? Like, because he's an obvious yeah, thief. Fuck, fuck Vanilla I Ice. Found one, I found one that's worse. I forget the name of him, but he's this rapper. He's like this kid rapper. And he took a song by Daft Punk, the whole song, and then just rapped over it. Oh, I feel like I've heard of that. He took Around the World, and like he opens up with like, this song is a remix. There's no remixing. Have, he just I've throws Around the World in and just like, I'm rapping this music. I've, yeah, this is my song I've now. I've heard of this. Yeah, I saw a video on it. It is so garbage. Yeah, fuck, pl- fuck I, plagiarism I, 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 in general. My favorite thing is Daft Punk uh, acknowledged this on one of their shows and was like, you know, I like it when we make our music. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you Just... for listening, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. And remember, if you don't subscribe, I will piss in your pants and eat your teeth. <laughs> God, I sound like some horrible nursery rhyme monster. You're what parents tell their kids will get them if they don't like fall asleep brush their teeth yeah if you don't fall asleep at night jared will come and eat your teeth good night good night i just crawl out of the closet you brush your teeth yet kids (laughs) all right now we're done oh that was great